All right. We are live episode 60, 60, 60, 60. I'm at the factory today, so uh, the background's a little bit different. I got Macklin Anderson. I'm going to go by Mac today. Zen Hemp Infusions. Yes, and I've got Drew Kramer, White Box. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, How hello. You doing, man? How you doing? Mac. Yes, sir. That might be M-A-C or might be M-A-C-K. We get right into it. Give us the story. I know there's might be an umbrella uh, company as well. Just give us yeah. the story behind the brand. Yeah, man. So, you know, we're just a, a bunch of guys that are really focused on building a uh, CPG brand within the cannabis industry. CBD is a big opportunity behind that. So we have two different brands for that. One is focused on flour, which would be native. You know, we got shelf ready 10 packs. We go into traditional retail with that, uh, you know, convenience stores, uh, gas stations, things like that. We're also in a number of medical dispensaries as well. Uh, and then we have our beverage line, which is Zen Infusions, um, which we rolled out more recently within the last 60 days. That's been rolled out. Uh, native is a little bit over a year and a half old, almost two years old now. So um, we're in a lot of locations with Native. To us, a lot of locations, you know, about 500, between 500 and 1,000 between our, our distributors. Uh, and then with Zen, we're, we're in a very regional uh, umbrella, really in the Maryland and uh, and uh uh, DC area. So we're doing well with that as well, growing that and, and building it out. So native though, give me again, the ingredient breakdown and then also yeah. we can kind of separate. Did you, you did use the word cannabis. So, so describe mm -hmm. it in short for us. So we can, so we understand. Absolutely. This is my, my best way to describe uh, the different types of cannabis is type one to cannabis is THC. So you have the psychoactive that's regulated heavily and is in dispensaries. Type two is a combination of the both also regulated also in dispensaries. And then type three is hemp or CBD, which is a hundred percent CBD. It is, it is federally legal uh, and it's, open for interstate commerce. So that's where we, we stay in that industry, that side of the cannabis industry. So you're in three on both of these outfits, basically Zen and, and native. Is that correct? So we don't do anything with THC. We only work with CBD, um, perhaps in the future, but yeah. Got it. Now, uh, behind you, are you in your facility right now? Yep. Where are you? Or is that your, give, give us a little take on where you're at. Yeah. So, so this is, uh, the back end of our warehouse. Uh, this is where we, you know, bring out some of our finished goods behind me. There's probably 15 to 20 pallets of Zen. Uh, and then we have some shelving here to carry uh, some 10 packs of native. So this is just kind of a little order loading area and I'm, I'm sitting back here. I said, this is my office. I have an office, but I'm here all the time. We're uh, you know, startup. So I'm back here a lot. Before you started this, were you into it? I mean, again, we don't need to talk specifics, but were you into right. cannabis? I don't know why I do. Is that just, is that, <laughs> am I allowed to do? Come on. Um, yeah, I'm definitely you, a user. You, okay, you're, which is all good. Um, yeah. You're a user. And then is it something that you just become enamored with and you start educating yourself on really what is the plant and then what yeah. are the variations, especially when you talk about the, the one, two, and threes, right? How Absolutely. Do you, how do you sort of then put, put it to to work and get yourself into a business. Yeah, man, you know, I first and foremost, I saw that it helped people. And I know that there's a lot of businesses that can be built around helping people. So that was the first thing I noticed when we were initially selling this product, uh, actually at a smoke shop that me and my uh, co-founder owned uh, in the beginning of this whole entire operation. So we saw how well CBD was selling and then just dived into it. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, people don't know this, um, but mm -hmm. I was involved with a uh, dispensary in San oh, Francisco. Wow. Yeah, this was, um, over 10 years ago, we were one of the first 
in all of San Francisco, if you think about mm. that, to have an actual license. So we were, we were into it before. Uh, it, wasn't, um, it wasn't for me, um, which I, it's just a respect thing, meaning I, I really need to be into yeah. what I'm doing. Um, but I understood it. I knew exactly where this thing was going to go. And mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends in the business yeah. and they do amazing, amazing things. So I'm um, getting back to where, where you're going with the brand or brands, where again are they distribution wise and why yeah. do you have to choose those at least for now? Yeah. So the reason why we have two different brands uh, is because it really is two different, you know, retail spots that this is going to go into. The drink is obviously more of a food and, and, and beverage item. And then our, our flour and, and things like that, they go into more widespread retail locations, but also something that we've found is really interesting over the last couple months is we've been developing a huge dispensary, medical dispensary clientele here in the state of Maryland, which is the fastest growing medical market in the state, or I'm sorry, in the country. So, um, you know, we've experienced a lot of new avenues of growth through that, through that uh, side of the cannabis industry selling into the traditional cannabis retail locations, but both are going to be heavily distributed in, in broadline distributors. You know, we've brought on some uh, multi-regional distributors for native that are covering multiple states and, and we're continuing to grow out region by region. Uh, distribution. That's a really interesting yeah. topic. Again, I mean, almost, you can almost say three years ago, there wasn't what we're talking about right now, as far as being a distributor. And that's what yeah. this, this show is about CPG and it's all things um, that relates. So for, for food and beverage, non-related to what you do, we talk distribution, oh, KE, UNFI, like we get it. Yep. But talk about these distributors in your space. What do they yeah. look like and where can they go? Yeah. So actually what we've done with the two separate brands with Native, we heavily target tobacco distributors because we're seeing this as a very good alternative to tobacco. So we actually just reverse engineer where is Juul gone? Where has the, where have these large brands gone for their distribution and pitch them as, as we're an alternative, uh, you know, avenue for revenue and an additional avenue for revenue. CBD smokables are a large uh, up, up and coming industry. And then for the drinks, you know, we're trying to approach uh, the traditional distributors, similar distributors that I'm sure you work with with Iwan, but they're all kind of hesitant with the FDA, very uh, pa taking pause to see what the FDA's stance on CBD and food and beverages. So, you know, we're kind of uh, going to the traditional outlets actually with these brands. We're trying to compete in the traditional storefronts. Um, and, and by going to the traditional distributors, we're accomplishing that here and there. Uh, you are um, articulating yourself very well. I, I don't, I'm just like throwing this out there right now. Like I could um, rap with you a lot. I want to give you kudos yeah. to that. I didn't know, really know what to expect. Anyway, like I <laughs> go into every single show. I don't really know what to expect. Um, you um, are, uh, you are well-versed and I love that. Um, I appreciate talk, that. Talk to me about direct to consumer a bit. Mm. What also can you or can you not do right now? And maybe a backup to that would be, where do you think that sits, let's say, next year or the year after? Yeah, it's quite interesting. Uh, we actually got, uh, Zen got removed off of Amazon yesterday. Yeah. We, were, we were doing okay on it. Um, and they took us off because we're CBD, I guess. Uh, and, you know, they, they don't allow that, even though there's dozens and dozens of uh, hemp brands we can find. Direct-to-consumer is actually kind of tough for us. Uh, it's something that we have not mastered at all. Uh, and we're continuing to try and, and push into. We've seen a lot more success from retail. Uh, and we've started to put a lot of our marketing budget around in-store marketing rather than online marketing. But, you know, with the margins that we could experience online, it's of course something we would want to figure out and will eventually, you know, go to figure out. 
is there a lot of margin in in your particular category? Is this something that's that's super healthy for one reason or another, or are ingredients and the bases of it pretty expensive right now? So the the base ingredients have gotten extraordinarily cheap uh, over the last three to six months in the industrial hemp world. Um, but the retail price, the MSRP price of of retail products, has not really sunk that much. Uh, we predict that it will. It's probably lagging a couple months behind, but it hasn't sucked that much. So the the fifty nine ninety nine one thousand milligram tincture tincture is still fifty nine ninety nine, but the oil that's going into it is a fraction of the cost. Um, and a lot of people are are predicting again that that will drop uh, over the course of the next couple months as the big brands start to lower their costs and things like that. Interesting. Um, does it relate at all to cannabis? You know, because again, I have friends in in the business, both on your side, but uh, but purely cannabis side so yeah, i yeah. i kind of get the, the ebbs and the flows of you know what a pound goes for and you know yeah and like, is there a relationship <laughs> there so it's the same plant i mean at the end of the day you're growing the same thing cannabis is cannabis whether it's producing thc or whether it's producing cbd during its you know its flowering period uh that's just you know the type of plant that it's bred as but you know they're really the same input cost on the growing side so the, the, they do ebb and flow. I predict in five to 10 years, they will be going for around the same cost. I talk to people that are building out massive, you know, warehouse industrial grows that are looking to sink the market price down pretty low uh, and will be able to produce at a low cost. And you can produce hemp and, and cannabis and THC at the same uh, cost. So they, they do kind of ebb and flow, but not as much as you'd think right now. But I do think they will be in tandem in the future. Where does uh, your company go from here, uh, depending on, you know, how, how open this becomes, right? Legalization right. is still part of this thing. That'll drag for a little bit longer. Um, but where, let, let's like jump ahead and be super optimistic. Right. Where is this at in 36 months? What would you like to see from the brands? So we raised a seed round late last year, friends and family seed round. We're going for a series A now. Um, and that's hopefully going to be something we check off at the end of Q4 at the beginning of Q1 2021. And that's hopefully going to propel us into more dispensaries. We believe that is a very, very um, high value market that not a lot of CBD companies are approaching. They're trying to get into traditional retail, which we are already in. We already have shelf space there. Um, so we believe that building out our shelf space and, and medical dispensaries across all of the states that, that uh, allow for interstate commerce in that storefront, uh, we'll, we'll continue to expand on that and, and to vertically integrate. We need to uh, build, ha have our own plant touching assets, as it's called in the cannabis industry. Uh, we need to be able to have our own grow, control our own supply chain, um, have our own bottling equipment for these drinks. Uh, and things like that to be able to really control the supply chain because you know the 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 transparency in this industry is not necessarily always uh, great. So we want to be able to have that plant touching asset and, and, and produce our own product that we can have, you know, real pride behind. Not that we don't source what we view as the best now, uh, but we don't produce it ourselves, which is something that, you know, we, we are going to look to improve over the next 36 months. I love this one. <laughs> I love this one. Um, that was short. And I mean, just succinct, beautiful, well-articulated new people are watching this they've never really heard of or understand the facet of the business that you're yeah. in watch that one it was like 12 minutes of magic <laughs> there's so many cool things going on mac, yeah, there are. mac yes sir mac mark i love that dude <laughs> appreciate it man i'm Stop. glad we were able to to, to too, chat man. man me too for sure for sure 
Um, we're gonna we're gonna move over to Drew Kramer, White Box. Um, I think you're. I'm not even gonna guess. Did you give it to us, White Box? What do you do? Who's it for? Yeah. Uh, so White Box is an end-to-end e-commerce company. So we really have three uh, silos that we operate in. We have our own fulfillment and logistics network. So we have a warehouse in Baltimore, a warehouse in Memphis, and a warehouse in Las Vegas. And then on the other side, we have uh, more of a traditional agency um, side of our house where we're promoting products um, on marketplaces, Amazon, Walmart, to sell more product for the companies that we work with, uh, manage their content, things like that. And then right in the middle is really the, the data, the decisioning, and the insights that connect the two pieces of the business together. So that if you're a CPG company and you're working with Whitebox, you get both those service components as well as the transparency um, and data into what's happening with your company. Got it. So fully, fully focused on direct to consumer. Do you guys, as just a follow up, do you actually have warehouses? Is this something where you're actually physically touching the product? Yeah, that's a great question. So yes, we have a 300,000 square foot warehouse in Baltimore, huge warehouse in Vegas, huge warehouse in, um, Memphis as well. So when it comes to direct to consumer, or if you want to prep into Amazon, we're doing all of that. And then on the uh, agency side of the house, it's you know primarily focused on the marketplaces. So Amazon, Walmart, growing your sales there. Um, and then in, again, in the middle, providing you with the insights and the transparency to be agnostic as to you know what's best for your business, just giving you the information and the data. Very cool. Uh, very, very cool. White box. That's Drew Kramer. His info's there. Macklin Anderson, Zen Hemp Infusion. His info's there. Like this one, folks. Like this Appreciate one. It, Mark. You guys have nice a great summer. rest of the week. Peace. Thank you, man. Bye. Bye.